Welcome to Chip Chat Network Insights, conversations exploring network transformation through interviews with industry experts. Welcome to Conversations in the Cloud. I'm Allison Klein, and today I am delighted to have Gene Kim with me, author, researcher, speaker, director, and DevOps enthusiast. <laughs> That's quite a list of things that you are, Gene. Why don't you go ahead and just introduce yourself and talk a little bit about your background? Uh, certainly. Yeah, I've had the privilege of studying high-performing technology organizations since 1999. And so our goal was always to understand how did these amazing organizations get all these amazing outcomes? Great project due date performance and development, the best operational reliability and stability, the best posture of security and compliance. And so where that journey has taken me is into the DevOps movement, which I think is urgent and important. And in 2013, some fellow co-authors and I, we co-wrote Phoenix Project, a mm-hmm. novel about IT DevOps and helping your business win. And uh, more recently, with Jez Humble, John Willis, Patrick Dubois, we released a book called The DevOps Handbook. Now, The Phoenix Project obviously has been around longer. Why did you guys choose the novel format for telling that story? To go way back, the book is closely mirrored on a book that influenced my professional career probably more than any other book, and that's called The Goal. Mm -hmm. And so that was written in the 1980s by Dr. Eliyahu Goldratt. And that book has been integrated into almost every mainstream MBA curriculum. Mm -hmm. And so it's a novel about how a manufacturing plant manager had to fix his cost and due date issues in 90 days. Otherwise, they would shut the plant down. And what was amazing is having no experience in manufacturing, let alone a manufacturing plant manager, he painted the picture of what what the business problems were, what the technical challenges were, in a way that was just irresistible. And so for 15, 20 years, we wanted to write the goal, but for the technology context. And Mm -hmm. that's really why a novel. And so I think it's just a great way to show problems problems in a high fidelity form that hopefully helps other people get their DevOps aha moment that says DevOps solves these problems. Well, I can tell you that the goal is probably the only book that I remember reading in my MBA program. <laughs> so it's definitely effective form of communication. Um, what has been the response from IT organizations in terms of reading your work and reading the handbook and starting to implement DevOps in their own environments? Can you talk a little bit about that? The most common reaction I've heard is that it's just a wonderful way for the different stakeholders in an IT organization to begin a discussion about like uh, almost uh, book clubs, especially mm-hmm. among executive teams, to talk not about themselves, but this really screwed up company you know, that's in the, uh, <laughs> depicted in the Phoenix Project. Mm-hmm. And I just love that because some of the patterns of behavior, you know, how we got from wherever we were to where we are now mm-hmm. uh, is complicated. And just to be able to see the different perspectives of the problem as depicted by development, test, operations, information security, sure. <laughs> and you know, the constituencies who we serve, you know, to see those problems kind of from their perspective, I think has been uh, one of the values of the book. Mm-hmm. And by the way, one of the things that I get endless delight out of is when people say, I didn't know you came from security, <laughs> right? mm-hmm. knowing, knowing that you know, I spent 13 years as the founder and uh, CTO of a company called Tripwire. Right. And I think the reason is that, uh, as someone told me, you depicted that security person like you didn't care about security at all. <laughs> and in reality, that's actually my favorite character in the book. And I used to be that John, you know, who was that shrill, hysterical person focused on minutia that was never invited to meetings because he cared about security too much. <laughs> nice. We're at the OpenStack Summit, and the OpenStack community has a pretty good focus on intersect with DevOps. Tell me about why this community and this platform is important in that context. 
Yeah, I think what's common to almost every DevOps organization, these high-performing organizations, is that there is a sense of a shared goal, whether we're in dev, test, ops, or infosec. And from an operations perspective, I think that sometimes that change is the most dramatic, Mm -hmm. right? It moves from, I'm a server person, a storage person, networking person, and work is given to me in tickets, and I just have to close a ticket, and then I've done my part. But in a world where it's all about how do we keep these development teams productive, it's not enough for the each piece of the operations organization to do its bit. It's all about how do we reduce these lead times so that developers can get production-like environments. They can have them in the earliest parts of the software project that we need development to properly elevate the non-functional requirements. And I think in operations, the capability that's most game-changing is this notion of, as an operations person, I don't contribute value by doing work that comes out of the ticketing machine. I do it by helping create these platforms that enable developer productivity. So that mm-hmm. means platform as a service, infrastructure as a service, deployment automation, mm-hmm. monitoring, you know, all these things are things that we should make available as a service so they can get it without opening up a ticket. They can just click a button, run a command line script, and get an environment, get a deployment pipeline. It really is a mental shift for IT organizations. I um, had a rotation at Intel where I sat in with the group that was implementing self-service provisioning of cloud services for developers. And, you know, the grasping of how that changes roles within an IT organization is really interesting to see. Where do you think most companies are in that evolution? And where do you think they need to go? So I work with Jez Humble, one of my DevOps Handbook co-authors, and Nicole Forsgren and Puppet. You know, we did this state of DevOps report for the last four years. Uh, We have respondents from 26,000 plus respondents. And so the goal was to really understand the health and habits of technology organizations. Mm -hmm. And we know that 10 to 20% of organizations are high performing. And there's some uh, bias in the data, right? And so I think that number is actually in reality across a broader population much lower. But I think another way to put it is IDC says there's 8 million developers on the planet, 8 million ops people on the planet. You know, I think we'd be hard-pressed to say that you know, we have more than 5% of those engineers working in what I would consider you know, getting high-performing outcomes as measured by multiple deployments per day, each deployment being able to be performed within minutes or worst case an hour. You know, with all the reliability attributes that come with that. Mm-hmm. And so I think the reality is in most organizations, most teams that require weeks, months, or even quarters to get into production. So the goal as organizations transform is that everyone becomes more productive. And I just love this notion of like, how do we get as many of those 16 million engineers, how do we get them to be as productive as if they were at a Google, Amazon, Facebook? And it sounds like so many groups at Intel are in this magnificent environment where teams can be very productive, where they can independently develop, test, and deploy value to customers quickly. Now let's get to the DevOps handbook. This came out earlier this month. Yes. (laughs) And is more of a hands-on guide being a handbook to implementing. So tell me about why you decided to do this second book and how do the two collaborate towards a whole for an IT organization? Yeah, I say with some embarrassment that the handbook was actually supposed to come out before the Phoenix Project. So uh, mm-hmm. my earliest working notes for the DevOps handbook, you know, we had our first meetings in early 2011. <laughs> so that means it took five and a half years to come out. And I think one of the main reasons we pushed out to after the Phoenix Project came out was just that personally speaking, I felt like we just didn't know enough. There were mm-hmm. so many questions that we didn't have answers 
is for. So where it fits in with the Phoenix Project is I think novels are a great way to sort of help people understand kind of the problem that DevOps seeks to solve. You know, hopefully win the hearts and minds of people that said, you know, go from I've never heard of it, never over my dead body, right? When we do DevOps here to holy cow, we have the same problems that is universal to so many organizations. What novels are not good at is uh, telling you exactly how do they do that transformation that's described in the last 20% of the book. Uh And that's really what the DevOps handbook is intended to be, a nonfiction prescriptive guide that goes through the principles and patterns with 48 case studies that actually shows how have large complex organizations and unicorns solve some of these problems. You know, this large catalog of patterns that Uh organizations can deploy to radically improve outcomes. So... What has the response been to the handbook since it's been out? I, I think it's been great. So how have other people reacted? Um, from Gareth Rushgrove, I was just so delighted to hear from him that it's like, boy, you guys did a great job in cataloging <laughs> and mm-hmm. uh, finding sort of the universal patterns that exist in high performers and more importantly, in those organizations that are transforming into high performers. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I had mentioned that there were so many questions that we didn't have the answers to, uh, which is one of the reasons why I've been running the DevOps Enterprise Summit, which is really not for unicorns, it was for horses, to have these large complex organizations tell their transformation stories. And uh, so many of those presentations that were given over the last three years made it into the book. So it's just been a privilege and an honor to help chronicle their journeys, but also give the proof points to show that these transformations are possible even in organizations like Target or Nordstrom or Raytheon my favorite one is uh, Barclays Bank, founded mm-hmm. in 1634, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, still innovating after all these years. Exactly. Well, oh, and Sherry Chang at Intel uh, also presented an experience report last year, so it was a treat. Well, Gene, one final question for you. I'm sure that a lot of folks who are listening want to figure out where to find those books. Where can they find them, and <laughs> how can they follow your journey in DevOps as you continue to explore the topic. The DevOps handbook is finally available at fine retailers everywhere. Um, <laughs> you know, Amazon is a great one, Barnes & Noble. I think the best way internationally to get it is probably the Book Depository in the UK, which is just fabulous because they ship books globally for free. So it's, it's a wonderful oh, uh, retailer. And you can always follow what I'm working on on Twitter. I'm at Real Jane Kim and my blog at itrevolution.com. Fantastic. Thanks so much for being on the program today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. 